blossoming, blossoming moment. A warm welcome everyone to The Day I'm Alive. I'm your host, Margaret Aberdeen. Thank you, thank you for joining me today. Over the past few days have been a bit hectic for me. I had to pause to take several deep breaths. No, no, not because of the hustling and bustling of the festive season. My intention was to have a guest for this week's episode. But being a multitask, full-time working mother with three young sons running her own business, one of them got sick and she couldn't be present. So faster than a speeding bullet, I had to switch on my thinking cap. As usual, nature had the solution. During one of my early morning mindful walks around the river, listening to my thoughts, a little voice, you know that voice, I've mentioned it in several previous episodes, asked, Margaret, why not share a selection of poems you wrote on the threshold of your trauma-healing journey? Nature has so many valuable benefits, not just for your health and well-being, but also a great way to ignite your aha thoughts. When I returned home, I hastily, hastily collated a selection of poems I had written on the threshold of my trauma healing journey, which I have titled, Healing Traumas with My Thoughts. Before my life-threatening traumas, I was a freelance fashion and beauty journalist for various magazines, to name a few, Black Hair and Beauty and Hairdresser's Journal. Not once did I think or had the inkling that I would be grabbing a pen and writing my personal thoughts and feelings on paper. As I reflect back, I recall these words I read in Victor Frank's book, Man's Search for Meaning. If you're not able to change a situation, you can control how you choose to respond to it in the present. Most of us are not aware that we have the choice of being conscious creators of our life or a victim of our past. I began to study the power of our mind along with meditation as the key. Albert Ernstie said, Our thoughts are energy and the vibrations of our thoughts shape who we are and what we become, as well as influence our physical, well-being and emotional state. In other words, the way we think creates who we are. So to become the creator of my life, I got into the swing of poetry writing, which unleashed a lot of my unconscious traumatic emotions. Wow, it was mind-blowing and certainly soul-cleansing. For me personally, poetry writing has been one of my instrumental lifelines for healing and transforming my traumas because poems reflect the voice of the soul. It's cathartic, dramatic, and therapeutic, as well as autobiographical. I've also heard it called confessional paper therapy, referring to the evidence that writing on paper is much more emotionally engaging. It provides the opportunity to make a mindful confession about something personal or challenging, and is a great, great way to focus your mind express and unleash your emotions on paper and bring clarity which enables you to grow and move forward. These poems I'm about to share with you are a kaleidoscopic view of my healing journey and are written from my heart, raw emotions and to the point. It was truly, truly game-changing. As I said earlier, I wrote them after life-threatening traumas. 
I began to realize life is a lesson ground and I've extracted something of value from each of these traumas. They have made me stronger, humbler and more appreciative of life. Due to these traumas, instead of merely putting my thoughts on paper, each day I celebrate every moment of my life with a different attitude and plenty of gratitude for the lessons I have learned in order to heal and discover the real me to be of service to others. Some have been published in anthologies and magazines, and some I have performed at various events, and I have received several poetry awards. I've also created a workshop called Poetry Makes Sense, Writing with Your Five Senses, which I have facilitated in various domestic abuse resources and youth clubs. A year before the pandemic lockdown, I was granted funding for a workshop called Creative Recovery, with Poetry Makes Sense as the main content for mental health well-being resources. Okay, okay, that's enough about my background on how I started writing poetry. My philosophy, mission and conscience are when my thoughts and feelings start churning inside of me like they're doing now, I grab hold of a pen and paper and write them down in a haste so they could not go to waste. So here goes. The first poem I'm about to share with you is called Life. I wrote it in 1996, two years after the removal of my cancerous right kidney, including my horrendous ordeal when my former narcissistic partner almost killed me and instigated tragic loss of my second son, home and financial abuse. I can't remember what ignited me to write this poem. All I can say, I began to feel the divine presence of life and that it is precious and a gift. This poem was published in an anthology called The Best Poems and Poets of 2005 and featured in Aspire magazine titled My Spirit is My Soulmate, which was recorded in Today I'm Alive, Episode 3. Life Life is a gift. Life is a risk. Life is for living and each day is a new beginning. Life is full of temporary trials and tribulation. Life is an experience of learning to fulfill your needs. Life is part of suffering which should make you better, not bitter. Life is love and trust that blossoms with communication and understanding. Life is growing flourishing and sharing with full of enchantment. Life, life is an unending journey you should treasure. Life, life is a gift from God. My message is, life is valuable and full of chapters. When one ends, another begins. Bad things and sad things happen to everybody and some are out of our control, like diseases, accidents and bereavement. We are not always meant to know the reason why things happen the way they do. We are just meant to accept and learn from them to grow and move forward. Here's the second poem is Anger. I also wrote this poem in 1996. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, like a dragon blowing anger furiously fire. I was infuriated, marinated, saturated, stewing and steaming in anger, resentment, denial, guilt, blame and shame about my childhood abuse. 
especially, especially toward my abusive father and my former narcissistic partner. Eventually, eventually, I became aware of who I was hurting, which you will discover at the end of the poem. Anger. Anger is rage. Anger is fury. Anger is like a burning flame. Revenge and destruction are floating through your body. The force of anger is burning in a hurry. With a blast of red and yellow flame, the urge for vengeance is all engaged. If the intensity of anger, denial, guilt and resentment from the past or the present is blazing in your mind, do not suppress your anger. Cry, scream, write or thaw and not allow the fumes to cloud your mind as it will take a toll on your mental, physical, emotional and spiritual health. Prevent yourself from becoming defensive and aggressive. Douse the anger in your mind by expressing your anger in an assertive, positive way. Import the contentment for love and understanding and allow the rebirth of compassion to install in your mind. As the crackling of reincarnation flows, the drive of humanity will show. Now, now that anger has faded and burned to ashes, forgive and reconstruct it into a constructive resolution. Anger is rage, anger is fury. Anger, anger is one letter short of danger. My message, don't live your life with anger and hate in your heart. You will only be hurting yourself and the people close to you more than the people you hate. Oh, I must share this third poem with you called I Made Mistakes, which I wrote in 1998 and have read this message over and over again. Everything, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. In Victor Frank's book, Man's Search for Meaning, page 66. This was an understanding of awareness that I cannot blame anyone for my reaction to my traumas, my past, or my mistakes. I, yes, I am responsible for my reaction towards whatever situation crosses my path. Mistakes are life lessons and stepping stones for our personal and spiritual growth. As I look back on my mistakes, I am grateful for my mistakes, though I would not like to have experienced some of them. They have added value to my life and broadened my mind and made me who I am. Life is full of ups and downs as an imperfect human being. I made mistakes due to my imperfections, my habits, my flaws, my insecurities and my vulnerabilities. The realness and rawness can be overwhelming. I made mistakes. I trust others who don't deserve it, could never earn it and not worth it. I made mistakes. I gave my power to others who have abused me, confused me, misused me, and almost killed me. I made mistakes. I judged. I criticized. I blamed. I resented. I hurt the people I love. I made mistakes. They have shown me my strength and weaknesses and have shaken and wakened me up to keep me on track and teach me what I lack. I made mistakes. They have refueled my empathy, resilience, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, authenticity, and self-worth. To stop judging, blaming, criticizing, sabotaging, sabotaging myself and others. I made mistakes. 
they were setbacks for a greater, greater comeback that has awakened and strengthened my spiritual self with knowledge and wisdom in order to learn and grow to be who I am today. But guess what? I, I am definitely not a mistake as I am playing my role in fulfilling my purpose in this world and bearing fruit to share with others. My message, as long as your mistakes are not repetitive and have not caused harm to yourself and others, they become lessons. What lessons have you learned from your mistakes? The fourth poem is called My Thoughts, My Thoughts. Four years after my brain surgery operation, I wrote this poem in 2005. What propelled me to write it was when I found out that the average person has 60,000 to 70,000 thoughts a day. That's a lot of thoughts a day. So with that in mind, I decided to put them to good use. Along with studying meditation and cognitive behavior therapy, I began to go deeper into understanding the power of our mind and how to observe our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors and how we react to our thoughts can change our reality. My thoughts, my thoughts are minds and minds alone. My thoughts, my thoughts are like a magnetic force. I, I am what I think and attract what I think. Most people think of what they don't want and wonder why it shows up in their life over and over again. My mind is a garden. My thoughts are seeds. With feelings, words and actions, they will harvest, they will grow. If my mind is harvesting negative thoughts like anger, fear, sadness, frustration, resentment or self-doubt, I, I pluck them out now. I nurture and maintain my mind with positive thoughts of love, compassion, happiness, forgiveness, gratitude, kindness, respect, understanding, understanding for myself, myself and others. Now, now in this present moment, I know who I am, what I really want in my life. I make it a dominant thought. I visualize it, hear it, see it, taste it, smell it, touch it, feel it, feel it in my gut and bring it into existence. My thoughts, my thoughts are minds and minds alone. My thoughts, my thoughts are my destiny. My message, I share this with you many times in previous episode, particularly episode 9, our thoughts can make us sick. Thinking is a choice. We, yes, we are the creator of our thoughts and how we respond to them is what counts. We don't have to believe everything we think. Whatever your thoughts are now, observe them without judging or labeling them. Allow them to flow like clouds in the sky. My name is Margaret Aberdeen. Continue having a blossoming, blossoming day and tune in next week for this year's last episode of The Day I'm Alive until the new year. 
share with your friends and family, and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at margaretaberdeen.com. Today I'm alive. Today I'm alive. And I'm feeling good. <laughs>